Everybody. Welcome to the Dadon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dadon Tolbert. This is the original Urban Podcast. Um, it's that time again, guys. It is that time of the of the year where we talk politics. Everybody's talking politics. I'm talking about everybody on Facebook, on Instagram, on pretty much everywhere. Uh, family get-togethers. You know, they're talking about um, this presidential uh, debate. From last night, they're talking about the election. We're talking about voting. And um, these are things that I want to talk about. And if you know me, if you follow me, you know that I do this every year, every year. Like uh, I was looking, going through my memories on Facebook, and I, I uh, did a show this on, on this same day going back uh, four years ago talking about Clinton. And, and, and Trump and, and I, re, I posted it on my uh, on my timeline. So check it out if you missed that one. It was it was an interesting one. Um, so that's what I want to do. I want to talk about last night. Um, I want to talk about some posts that I put up on Facebook that um, there were a lot of opinions on um, regarding Donald Trump, regarding Joe Biden, regarding Chris Wallace. Um, and so I want to talk about that. Um, I also want to really talk on. Uh, the, the the comment made by Trump, the the stand back and stand by. Um, that is something that I want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? I think that a lot of times we get into uh, situations where we overthink things, right? We overthink them. And I want to talk about what that comment meant. Um, I want to talk about um, what I believe he meant. What I, I want to talk about this government. I want to talk about the media and their agenda and what they're looking to do. So I want to talk about it all, man. So uh, shout out to you guys uh, listening in on Facebook, iHeartRadio, iTunes, you know, podcast, blog, talk, radio. I appreciate you guys. I want to first give a shout out to everyone who tuned into my last live broadcast where I discussed um, real quick. I, I got a lot of good feedback on that where I was talking about the whole Cardi B situation and her um, uh, upcoming divorce from Offset. And that was really, I just really planned on coming on and talking a little bit, but I ended up be, it ended up being a lot more than what I expected to. So I got some, it was, just, it was a good show because I talked about Proverbs 31 and what it means to be a great wife. Um, and so if you missed that real quick, just go ahead and check that out, uh, com, where all shows are archived. So, like I said, man, today I, I want to talk about Joe Biden. I want to talk about Donald Trump. And there's a lot to talk about. Um, th- let, me, I, let me say this first. I am someone who watches and follows politics. Um, and specifically, I watch and follow these debates. Because I'm of the mindset that, like, I, I know what the media stands for. I know their agenda is to divide and conquer and to confuse and distract. And so you see a lot of that in these Fox News um, post-debate specials. 
a lot of these CNN, NBC post-debate specials where they come on and give you the cliff notes. But I don't want the cliff notes. I want to hear what Donald Trump actually says out of his mouth. I want to hear what Joe Biden tries to say out of his mouth. You know what I'm saying? I want to talk about that stuff. I want to have an intellectual conversation about what was actually said, not what uh, whoever their analysts or, or analysis of, you know, what they feel like was said. Now let's talk about it based on what was said. So you can't be multitasking and, you know, watching the debate. You can't be doing all types of other stuff. If you're going to watch it, you got to watch it. And so that's what I did, and that's what I do. Every, I've never missed a debate in 15 years. Every primary debate, every presidential debate, every single debate I've seen. I, I, that's my, I tell my wife, I tell my kids, you know, this is what I'm doing tonight, the debate's on. So, you know what I mean? So that's, that's how I do. And I say, I'm only saying that because I, I, I come from a background of debating. I myself like to debate. I've been on a, quite a few debate teams, like professional debate teams, like actual debate teams. And I'm familiar with the format from a moderator standpoint, but also from a uh, debater standpoint. Um, and I want to start off by saying, guys, this debate was horrible. Okay? This was a horrible debate. It was a horrible debate for many, many reasons. It was, a, it was a horrible debate from all sides. The first side that it was horrible was Donald Trump. He literally, he, he, they teach you that. We were taught this when debating. You've got to listen. You can't provide an effective response. One, if the person doesn't even get out their initial point. So it takes away, it doesn't take away from them when you're cutting them off. It takes away from you because you can't give an intelligent response to what they're saying. The whole point of a debate is to prove your point. How can you prove your point if they haven't even got their point out for you to respond to? So that's why, that's one of the reasons why it was a horrible, horrible uh, performance on Donald Trump's part. And I said this publicly. I felt like Donald Trump had, he was going to destroy Joe Biden. You know, I'm not, Joe Biden is not a good speaker. He's not a good debater. And I feel like if if Joe Biden was able to get out a point, Donald Trump had a lot of the responses that his people would have wanted to hear, but Joe couldn't even get a word in. So that was that was I think one one part of the the horrible aspect of it. Now on Joe's part, Joe Biden's part, it was horrible because he resorted to he got frustrated by getting cut off a lot, and then he just he responded with the with the juvenile name calling, you know, shut up and you're a clown and all these other different insults, and they're going back and forth, and it's just like you're taking away. See, the, the one of the main pieces of a debate is to put on a show for the judges, but also for the audience. And if you're doing this stuff on both sides, you're you're taking away from us. I watched it to be entertained. You know what I'm saying? I, it was too, like, I, I'm like, yo, I said on Facebook, I'm like, yo, y'all might as well just go somewhere and fight. Because the way they were going at it, they were like, yo, look, they just wanted to go at each other. So that's not a debate to me. All right. Um, the third piece of why the debate was horrible was because you had an extremely biased moderator. Okay? You had an extremely biased when you have a debate between two parties with opposing views, you're going to have – they're going to be going back and forth at each other. So what you need is someone who can be a moderator. And this is someone who does life coaching, couples counseling, myself for many years. 
you have to be neutral. And I'm, I'll be honest with you, there's not one person that I feel like has watched this video and can say that he was, uh, Chris Wallace was, was neutral or even non-biased. He damn sure wasn't neutral, but he also was very biased. Absolutely. I mean, it's, see, when you are a Democrat in that environment, or even if you're a Republican, you're going to be swayed toward, towards one side. Hence, you look at uh, Fox News. is obviously a conservative uh, news station. CNN is obviously a liberal, you know, news station. Uh, the New York Times is obviously a liberal newspaper. So they're obviously going to be very biased to, to one side. Back in the day, I, I grew up watching the news with my, my father and my mom, like, every day. That's, we had to watch the news, 6 o'clock, 6.30, came on, boom. And I remember Tom Brokaw, Peter Jennings, um, Dan Rather. It was like they reported the news. That's it. That's the, whether you agreed with them, whether you didn't agree, it wasn't for you to agree. They reported the news. And that, regardless if it was ABC, NBC, or CBS, they reported the news, and it was very objective. No one can turn on any of these stations. I don't care what station you turn on; it ain't objective. Everybody has an opinion, and if they don't, if they're not, most of them have an, are expressing their actual opinion, which is ridiculous to me in a journalistic, from a journalistic standpoint. But if you are are supposed to be objective. Why is your entire broadcast either bashing, you know, Trump or praising Joe Biden or, or and vice versa, depending on which station it is? It's ridiculous. So that and, and Chris Wallace was absolutely and clearly, obviously biased in favor of Joe Biden. Now, a lot of the things I mean, that's 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 that was as clear as could be. But I think uh, most people's hatred for Donald Trump caused them to miss that, although quite a few people have let it be known to me that they saw it as well. But if you, you're, here's the thing, if you yourself are non-biased, then I'm pretty sure you saw the bias. Okay? So that, that's, those are the three main perspectives. Donald Trump kept cutting off everybody. Joe Biden resorted to name-calling. And Chris Wallace was, uh, wait, he, he was freaking just, he he. And funny thing is, Donald Trump actually made reference. He's like, "Oh, I I thought I was just I was debating uh, Joe Biden, but I guess I'm debating both of you tonight." <laughs> Which was, I'm like, "Exactly, you have a point there." But so that so that's why I said it was it was pure comedy. Although it's not really, it wasn't really funny, you know. To be honest with you, it was actually sad because first there are only three debates. There's three presidential debates, and I think you know maybe two or three um, vice presidential debates, and. That's it. You know, this is one of three. So we really only have, and I think there should be way more, because in the, in, the, um, in the primaries, there are way more. And, you, and, and, and the problem with it is another issue that I had with last night is that there were no, um, there was no mention of so many important issues. I think they only had like three or four issues. There was race. There was the pandemic. Um race pandemic and they talked about the economy a little bit but there were there, there's so many different um topics that we as the voter 
really are not going to get a chance to hear them talk about. You're just not. Um, and so that was that was the, even another issue that I had, and I know some people would disagree with this, but if you look at the questions, for, and y'all tell me what y'all think about this, but if you look at the questions, and I watched the debate two times, but it was like every single question or just the vast majority of questions were what I call gotcha questions, like, aha, I gotcha. It was like, oh, you only pay $750 in taxes, or, oh, you did this. It was like they were all directed towards Trump, specifically designed to touch on topics that have been hot topics in the media that are specifically designed to make Trump look bad. And there were, quite, there were a number of those topics, which I'm fine with. Be clear. I'm very fine with that. You know, that's what a debate is, and that's what the role is, the, the purpose of these debates is, is to show, is to be the voice of the people. You're supposed, if we're talking about taxes, well, then damn it, let's talk about some taxes. You know, if, if there's some race things that, 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 that the people are talking about, we're going to ask you about it at the first chance we get, because we want to hear what you have to say about it. I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm perfectly fine with talking about race. I'm fine with talking about the pandemic. I'm fine with talking about the economy. But let's do it from both sides. You know what I mean? Like, if, for example, if we're going to talk about Trump and race, well, then let's talk about Joe Biden and race. Let's make it fair. If we're going to talk about Trump's uh, uh, policies in regards to the African-American community or the riots, well, then let's talk about Joe Biden's past as well. You know, because what would happen is, and this is, like I said, I've been in one-sided debates. I've been in biased debates myself. You know, I've, I've been ganged up in debates. And it's just like, this is what it was. And you can go back and watch it for yourself. If you really watch it, you'll see this. They would ask Donald Trump a question, one of these accusatory questions, and then he was, he's already on the defensive, right? So he's trying to, already he's being attacked by the moderator with this question designed to make him look bad. He responds, and then Joe Biden will come in, and then he will add to that attack. So the question is already an attack. Joe Biden's response is already an attack, and then Trump is left to try to defend himself. But Trump, because, and this is where he failed, Trump is cutting off Joe's attack, So, as, which is Joe Biden is allowed two minutes to respond to Trump's answering of the question. Trump did not give Joe Biden the opportunity to get that response out. So now he's interrupting Joe's response. So no one actually he heard Donald or, or remembers what Donald Trump's initial answer was or cared what his initial answer was, they're just focused on the fact that him and Joe Biden are now going back and forth. And Joe Biden is saying all this stuff that as and then Trump during the, the, the exchange, Trump then tries to respond to the attack from Joe, and that's when Chris comes in and, and says, you know, and cuts Trump off and says, That's it, your time's up, your time's up. It's like, whoa, Joe Biden and so and and that's that was the theme all night. If you watch the debate, that was the theme. It was constant chaos. The moderator was not only did not only not only did he not have control, he was he was he was doing it on purpose. And I can't I can't sugarcoat it, you know. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it for y'all because y'all saw it just like I did. Anyone who thinks Donald Trump, uh, uh, was it Chris Chris? I get them Chris Wallace and Chris uh, Chris Wallace. I want to say Chris Matthews. Chris Wallace was not biased and one-sided, watch it again. Watch it again. He was very apologetic and polite to, to Joe Biden and very contentious 
with Donald Trump all night. You know what I'm saying? And so that, that, so that, those are some of the issues that I had with the debate, and that's not how a debate should go. And here's the irony. Watch this. This is the irony. The ultimate irony is that everyone talks about how biased Fox News is, and it is. Be clear about that. Fox News is extremely biased, you know. But the irony of the whole situation was that it's a, it was a Fox News debate. Probably the most biased, you know, debate we'll see in, in the history of politics came from Fox News and was leaning towards the liberal agenda and, and specifically designed to make Trump a bit. But I'll talk about that a little bit later and why that was. You know, I mean, it's like my thing. And I'm just to be fair, because you already know what, what Chris Cuomo is going to do if he moderates the CNN debate. Because one is Fox, one is CNN, one is MSNBC, I believe. So you already know how biased the other one. This is his best shot to have a non-biased debate, and look how biased it ended up being. So I just thought that was very ironic um, from last night. What, what are some of the topics that we talked about uh, last night, we heard talked about last night? We talked about rate uh, taxes. You know, let me talk about the taxes. I want to talk about the taxes real quick. There's this whole thing, Donald Trump doesn't pay taxes. He doesn't release his tax returns. And everyone is saying that he should release his tax, tax returns, and he should. You know, he should release his tax tax returns. If that's if that's the the agreement that's made between or was made between Hillary Clinton and because um, Clinton, I, from my understanding, Hillary Clinton didn't release hers either, and neither neither one of them did. But my thing is like, all right, if we're going to release tax returns, then let's do it. Let's let's just be fair about it. But from my understanding, he did not. But then some information came out that showed that he paid very little, if if any, taxes. Um, and my thoughts on that are this. We live in a, a a corrupt and fraudulent system that is specifically designed to benefit the rich. That's just that's the government that we have. It's the government, and, and specifically our tax system, is designed to benefit the upper, the top one percent. That's just how it is. It's not designed for me. I'm not in the one percent. I don't think anyone listening here is in that one percent. So that means it's not designed to benefit you or me. We're, I pay my taxes. You know what I mean? You guys pay your taxes. Donald Trump doesn't pay his taxes. But guess who else doesn't? The Bushes. Um, you know, I mean, the top 1% doesn't. If you are a business person in this country, there are many, 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 many loopholes and credits that are specifically designed to benefit the rich and powerful. That's the system. We're not talking about president, uh, presidential candidate or President Donald Trump not paying taxes or paying very little in taxes. We're talking about the businessman Donald Trump not paying taxes. He's a businessman. Let me be perfectly clear, okay? If I was in that 1%, I would be trying to pay as little in taxes as possible. Some of y'all are out here trying to pay as little as possible now, and y'all ain't even in the 1%. You know what I'm saying? Y'all claiming, yo, can I claim Can I claim your son? What you mean? No, he came over to visit with you that weekend. So so I'm going to claim all my taxes. You, you know, it's like, yo, y'all, y'all talk about, y'all talk about kids like, like you talk about borrowing some sugar. Yo, can I borrow your kid for tax season? It's like, yo, that's not how it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? So y'all, let's be clear. It's plenty of us, and I'm no different. 
I'm trying to claim this, claim that. I'm trying to pay as little as possible. I'm trying to get as much of a refund back as possible. Some of y'all out here manipulating the PUA system, you know, living living like fat rats out here, you know, with, off some PUA money. Is that not manipulating the system? you damn right it is. I mean, and that, the irony is that we as the black community have a lot of nerve. I'm just going to be real about it. We have a lot of nerve, man. You know, I mean, I'm talking about the scammers. I'm talking about the strippers. I'm talking about the drug dealers. You know, how many, how much taxes did your local neighborhood drug dealer pay? How much taxes are these are these strippers paying, sliding down poles, giving 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 fifty dollar lap dances and and two hundred and fifty dollar blowjobs in the champagne room? How much money did they pay on taxes? But y'all do still went back there and, 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 and you know and supported that. You know, y'all the guy your your weed guy, the guy you buy weed from, did he pay taxes on that weed? It's like, yo, we 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 are living a land of hypocrisy. And I was talking to one of my buddies, and, and you know, I'm I'm in the barbershops, I'm in the, the fraternity, I'm in, you know, on the basketball, you know, the gyms, everywhere. You know, I talk to guys all the time. And the conversations that I hear, and this is kinda of unrelated, but I just wanna, you know, put this out there. We are a bunch of hypocrites. Because we, you know, we will talk about it. Women will talk. First of all, women love Cardi B. They love making this style and talk, selling pussy and wet-ass pussy, this and that. You know, men are talking about drugging women, raping bitches and, and, and running trains and, you know, and doing all types of things, you know. And, and, and worse than that, I'm being mild. You know, we will talk about everything. But the moment someone else in, a, in the public eye does something, whether it's Bill Cosby, Donald Trump, um, um, you know Harvey Weinstein. It's like Matt Lauer. It's like we get indignant, and not to not to not to say that those things are right, but we. I mean, some of you are out here covering up perversion, molestation, family members touching little kids, and and y'all not saying anything. But then we we want to turn a blind eye to that, but then get mad because Donald Trump said something about grabbing women by the pussy. You know how many men I hear from daily that are talking about and doing worse than grabbing women by the pussy. And nobody says nothing about that. And I'm just, again, I'm not defending it. I'm not excusing it because it's wrong. It's wrong across the board. But let's be consistent. You know what I mean? It's, if it's wrong for Donald Trump to grab a woman by the, the, the pussy, then, then Cardi, Reed, Cardi B is just, you know, could it be more wrong? Or that your baby daddy who is cheating on you Grabbing women by their pussy, I guess that makes him wrong too. You know, and, and and we don't. A lot of things we just overlook. I mean, the irony is that Joe Biden it has publicly and politically aligned himself with people like Cardi B, you know, and praised her. Kamala Harris has praised her, but she's pro- advocating gang violence and prostitution. Is that wrong? But that's what I'm saying. These are these are, and I don't even want to talk about. Cause I spent a lot of time talking about the last couple of shows. But these are the things that I view as hypocritical. You know what I mean? If it's good for the goose, it has to be good for the gander. You can't just be biased. You can't just say, "Oh, this person is wrong," without looking at the other stuff. You can't say Donald Trump is racist without acknowledging and looking at the blatantly racist comments that Joe Biden has also made. That's I don't care about these debates. I watch them, but at the end of the day, we have it has to be fair. It has to be, it should be neutral. You know what I'm saying? These debates, the, these, most of these debates, and specifically last night, they were more about personal 
than they were policy. Donald Trump is no better. He was attacking uh, uh, Hunter Joe Biden's son, talked about his dead son, talked about his living son. You know, I mean, these are this is not <clears throat> this is not what these debates should be about. They should be about the 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 the, the policy and law and legislation. But I felt like just watching, I felt like it was very one-sided. It was, it was a tag team. I put on Facebook, I said, I said Joe Biden should fire his security details. What's he need secret service for? He had, he had Chris, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Wallace watching his back all night. Look at, go back and watch it. Just go to YouTube and go back and watch how many times <laughs> Chris <laughs> blatantly saved Joe Biden, cut, blatantly cut off Trump. You know, it was, it was like, wow. He was watching his back. He had his back all night. That was that was his bodyguard for the night. What else? What else? One of the things. Let's talk about race. And I, and I also want to talk about this agenda. You know, what I mean, as far as why why we're seeing the things that we're seeing. I want to talk about that. But if we talk about the whole Russia, you know, the whole Russia thing. Um, and, and, and why are we not talking about these these claims that Trump brought up about blatant corruption regarding Hunter? A lot of people might be listening, like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Y'all, some of y'all missed it because I watched it, and those were actually very good points. How does a crackhead, someone with a drug problem, unemployed, no political experience, get $3.5 million you know, given to. And these are things, and I'm not saying that, you know, we, it's like, like Trump is immune from that because he's not. Donald Trump is one of the more corrupt politicians that we've seen. But one of, and, and this, this, all presidents are going to have a particular level of corruption to them. That's the nature of getting to the level of presidency, the backroom deals and the you scratch my back, I'll scratch your. Like, that's, that's how you know, these deals come about is through corruption. That's the, the, the corrupt nature of the business. So you're going to have that with the Clintons. You're going to have that with the Trumps. You're going to have that with the, the Obamas. You're going to have that with anyone who is at that highest level of politics. You know, but my again, it's not everyone knows it's, it's corrupt. My thing is, let's talk about it from an equal perspective. You know what I mean? Let's talk about these super PACs. Let's talk about the corruption. You know, people, y'all worried about taxes. Y'all got accounts and collections, and y'all worried about taxes. I put that on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? If you got, if you have accounts and collections, you shouldn't be worried about what somebody else does with their paying their bills. You pay your bills. Stop blocking the collections calls on your on your phone. Let them get through. They just want their money. You want the money from Trump. You want to see tax? Give them their money too. You know who who who's blocked? Is it the cable guy? Is it is it the student loan people? But some of y'all's accounts are in collections, you know. And these are things that I'm saying. Let's let's just have it be fair. That's all I'm saying. If we're gonna talk about the the Trump and Russia, we got to talk about Hunter Biden. He didn't even want to talk about that. Uh, Biden didn't want to address that. You know, if we're gonna talk about things that Donald Trump about shithole countries and different things like that, well then let's talk about Joe Biden calling the uh calling the military stupid bastards. Why is that? You gotta, guys, you have to ask yourself these questions. I do this. I'm in the media. I follow this stuff religiously. 
And I had I didn't even hear anything until recently about Joe Biden calling the, the military stupid bastards. I'm like, yo, did y'all see? I posted the link. Did y'all see it? Or did you see it and just not care? Or did you not see it at all? That should have been front page news. And if it's and because it wasn't, you've got to ask yourself, why wasn't it? Think about what we're saying. Think about what I'm saying to you. Joe Biden is on tape. Not not a a source quoting or make so, and often making up stuff that Donald Trump said. Because I never heard Donald Trump or saw a video of Donald Trump saying, Oh, you come from shit old country. That was supposedly leaked from a closed door meeting. But there's a video of, of Joe Biden saying stupid bastards, Hillary Clinton, the super predators. These are not things that are rumors. These are actual quotes. You know what I mean? You know, Joe Biden saying that um, white poor kids, poor kids are just as smart as white kids. That's not a rumor. That's a racist comment. So, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying any of this in defense of anything that Donald Trump has said or done, but I'm saying if we're going to talk about one side, let's talk about it all. If we're going to call one person a racist, why not talk about the other person being a, being a racist? What we got to understand is, let be clear, last night's debate was between two races. Okay? Be clear about that. I don't, I don't want anyone to be misled. If you go to the polls and vote, you say, I'm not voting for Donald Trump because he's a racist. That's perfectly fine. Right? That's perfectly fine to do. But just understand, you're also voting for a racist if you press the button for, the, uh, for Joe Biden. Be clear about that. There's no way around that. There's no way to rationalize, well, 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 Joe Biden is less of a racist than Trump. Donald Trump, oh, I've heard Joe Biden is more, um, uh, he's more undercover with his racism. Like, come on, man, get out of here. What you mean he's undercover? He's a, if he's a racist, he's a racist. But you're still going to vote for a racist. People say, well, I'm voting for the lesser of two evils. So you acknowledge that Joe Biden is evil, and if he's evil, then why is he evil? What do you mean the lesser of two evils? What are you saying? Are you saying Joe Biden is evil? And if so, why or how? I'll tell you how. He's evil because he's a racist. That's how. That's why you're saying that. That's why you're saying the lesser of two evils, because you acknowledge Joe Biden is also evil. Is Donald Trump evil? Yeah, he is, for many reasons. But guess what? If he's the lesser of two evils, then acknowledge he's that, he's that which most people don't want to do. I had I had a really good friend of mine. I was having this debate. Uh, I was having this this debate. <laughs> Shout out to Kenneth Wade on Facebook on the, on the, on the Facebook Live. I was about to make this point. It's funny you said that. He says Kamala Harris called Joe Biden a racist during their debate, and people glossed over that. I think that's one of the most interesting things in politics that I've seen. Like I said, I, I've been following politics for from since I was a, a child. I've been watching these debates for probably about like 15, 20 years, and I've never seen it's it's really well, it's not any more interesting than uh, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama calling Hillary Clinton a, uh, a racist and a corrupt fraud, and then going ahead and nominating her to be Secretary of State, appointing her to be Secretary. Of State. That was at the time was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then endorsing her, or she endorsing him, I should say, and well, vice versa. They both endorse each other in their respective presidential runs. It's like, is someone racist or are they not? Listen to what I'm saying to you. Barack Obama called the Clintons racist, and then he endorsed them. 
That's crazy. Kamala Harris called Joe Biden a racist. You, you guys realize that, right? I just want to make sure everyone understands that. Hear what I'm saying to you. Some people like to take Facebook and, and run with it. This ain't Facebook. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Kamala Harris called Joe Biden a racist. That's not me calling him, although I have called him that. That's not Donald Trump calling That's Kamala F. That's the person he chose as his running mate. She called him a racist. So can we, and I'm fine with votes you still voting for. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care who anyone votes for. I genuinely could care less. But if you're voting for him, please know you're voting for a racist. You do realize that, right? Kamala Harris, it's, it, that it's, she exposed his past. And, if we, and, again, I'm not here to bash one or the other. But, again, all I hear in the media is people talking about what Donald Trump bashed the, the, uh, the, uh, the Central Park Five. You know, he did all that. You know what I mean? He's racist. He, his, his history on, you know, on, on all this stuff from the past, it, it shows he's racist. Okay. Well, I feel like Joe Biden's past of bashing Anita Hill and, and, and a, a lot of the legislation that he's passed and a lot of these blatant comments are also, you know, indications of his racism. So, again, all I'm saying, guys, is let's be fair. Let's be more fair than Chris Wallace was last night. Okay. Let's do that. People say, why are you more, you're biased, Adon. Why? Listen, you never put, you, you'll say it, but you never put anything in writing about, you, about how you hate Donald Trump and, and, and about him. Well, here's the thing, guys. You know, I don't really think y'all need, although I do, that's a false narrative because I do, but aside from that is y'all don't need me. There's enough of that. You know what I'm saying? There's plenty of that to go around. Y'all don't need one more person. Dayton Tober is coming on and bashing Trump. I think we see enough of that. I'm here to provide, as a media from a media perspective, I'm here to give you an alternative view. You know, we're not going to hear about Joe Biden's racism. We're not going to hear about Joe's past. We're not going to hear about family, you know, corruption. You know what I mean? We're not going to hear that stuff. We barely heard about Hillary Clinton stealing all that money from Haiti. We barely heard about that. Some of y'all have no idea what I'm even talking about, but that's the type of stuff I'm talking about. There's so much corruption on both sides. Let me be clear about one more thing before I move on. I am of the mindset, guys, that this entire political system is fraudulent. Donald Trump has said it's fraudulent. Bernie Sanders has said it's fraudulent. If you don't understand by now, corporations dictate policy. Money dictates. Lobbyists dictate policy. If y'all don't watch House of Cards, make that the next show you guys binge watch because that's probably one of the best. It's one of the best shows in history, period. But then it's also one of the more accurate um, representations of how um, money influences legislation. Okay, so check that out. Well, starting Kevin Kevin Spacey, um, if you guys have not already. So, but let's like I said before I move, let's let's just be honest. Let's be fair. Let's let's be a little less biased. <clears throat> let's 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 look at the headlines. You know what I mean? These headlines. Cause this is what y'all want to talk about, isn't it? This is what everybody wants to talk about, right? Stand by and stand back. What the heck did that mean? Donald Trump, the headline you wake up in the morning, Donald Trump fails 
or refuses to condemn racism, right? That, that's what he said, and I was corrected. I put on Facebook, I want to say this. Um, shout out to my man, John Black. He corrected me because I, I, I scrolled through it. I glanced over it. I was saying that he said, stand down. He did not say stand down. He said stand by, stand back and stand by, okay, which, is, which actually has a totally different meaning. But I want to I talk about that for a little bit. I want to talk about um, <clears throat> one of the things that we have to do is, is this. We can't talk about that without first talking about the agenda that exists by the powers that be. Okay? That's the first thing that we have to do. What agenda am I talking about? We have – politics is nothing more than a show. It's a show as fake as WWE. You have your good people, and then you have your bad people. Donald Trump is, is bad. Joe Biden is good. Good versus evil. This is the, this is the you know, any, in any book, any novel, you have a protagonist and you have an antagonist. That's just the structure of any story, any movie. There's a villain, then there's your hero. That's just what it is. That's the, that's the, the foundation of any story anyone is ever going to write. Okay, um, you know, if you want to talk spiritually, you have God, you have the devil, you have heaven, you have hell, you have Joe Biden, you have Donald Trump. They're they're, they're putting them against each other, but it, it's it's all by design. And so the you have to ask yourself why? What's the purpose of that? Well, the purpose of that is simple. You you can't have a game of chess without having your queen, your king, and then you have your pawns. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, guys. Donald Trump ain't the king. Okay? I hate, I, you know what I mean? I hate to tell you this. Donald Trump isn't the king. He's a pawn. Donald Trump is a political puppet. Barack Obama was a political puppet. Joe Biden, a puppet. You know what I'm saying? These people are puppets. They're pawns. In, the, in a much larger game, this game has been, been being played long before Donald Trump, and it will be being played long after Donald Trump. It's the same game with different pieces. So, you, okay, now that we've acknowledged the fact that Donald Trump is a pawn and a puppet, and any, really any president is a puppet, they're, they're pawns. They're not, they're, they're not calling the shots, guys. These presidents are not in charge. You know what I'm saying? Interesting enough that these vice presidents a lot of time have more in, in their role in the Senate, you know what I'm saying, in, the, in Congress is more, it has more power and more influence than actual presidents. Presidents sit back and sign the legislation that Congress comes up with. But the people who are in the mix of it, y'all, some of y'all aren't ready to have that conversation. But that's how it goes. So the agenda, follow me here, the agenda is to put this person of power and influence and I'm using that with the air quotes there, power and influence, because it's really not power, but it is influence to a certain extent. You're there to influence the masses, either positively and negatively. Donald Trump is put in place for everyone to hate. Okay? Donald Trump is put in place for everyone to hate and, and to push a particular liberal agenda. The mainstream media is not there to push a conservative agenda. It's there to push a liberal agenda. 
How can you have and – that, and that's common sense. That's, everyone knows that. This is not my opinion. That's, that's a fact. So listen to what I'm saying. The mainstream media has an agenda of pushing the liberal agenda. Okay? No, I hope no one disagrees with that because that's, that's not even up for debate. Everything you see in the mainstream is liberal. Joe Biden is a liberal. So you can't push a liberal agenda without vilifying the conservative or the opposite of that. That's the role that Donald Trump is there for. He's there to be hated. He's there for you, for you to hate him. Why? So you can be distracted from the real agenda. You can be distracted, you know, like from the riots and the, and the, and the, the years and years and years of systemic racism and, and the evil agenda. We're not even going to talk spiritual agenda that's in play because that's a whole different conversation. You know how much battle, the battle that the Bible speaks of, uh, that's not of flesh and blood, but it's against principalities and, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, the the real problem, the real problem we're facing isn't between black and white. It's between good and evil. And if you look around, whether it's transgender, whether it's this gay agenda, whether it's abortion, whether it's all types of stuff, racism, this, this is a war. This is evil stuff. You know, gender reassignment, all this stuff that people, the black community is so uh, in, in support of, this is not a good or godly agenda or things that any Christian should be supporting, but yet here they are. Why? Because of the hatred towards Donald Trump. Donald Trump is making people support things that literally no Christian should support. You guys do realize that, right? That you, If you're a Christian and you, you, you follow the teachings of the Bible, you realize you shouldn't be voting for Joe Biden, right? You realize you shouldn't support the liberal agenda, right? Because the liberal agenda is all about things that, I mean, obviously and clearly God hates. Now, that's not to say that God is, you know, in favor of the things that Donald Trump is doing at all. No, not no, he's not. Of course not. But, but don't forget what I just said a few seconds prior. The abortion, transgender agenda, you know, the gay rights, gay marriage. These are things that God calls an abomination. So why are we, as the black community, so in support of these things? Because I know I'm not. I don't know what you guys. I don't. You know what I mean. I don't. I don't support those things. I would hope that no Christian supports those things. But what we're doing is, if you've noticed, and this also goes along with the media's agenda, is to take people's minds off of spiritual uh, being spiritually correct, but more so being socially and politically correct. If you notice, nobody's talking about spiritual wickedness in high places. They're talking about Donald Trump's evilness in high places. You know what I mean? Back when I first started this show 15 years ago, becoming the original Urban Podcast, there were so many people talking about the principles of the Bible. Now you don't really hear about that stuff on social media like you once did because everyone's afraid to. Because if you do that, then, oh, you're a Trump supporter. You know, it's crazy because they're, they're, no one's really saying it, but you're being forced to choose. You're being forced to choose between being cool on Facebook and, 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 follow, and, and following your, your spiritual and biblical beliefs. And for me, that's an easy choice, but for others, not so much. Because me, I don't care about being attacked or anything like that. I don't, that stuff doesn't bother me, but for many people, it does. So we have to, so, so let's get back to it. I, so I want to just lay out the agenda. The agenda is, Donald, is to put Donald Trump as a puppet into this position so that he can be viewed as a racist, as a, as a KKK operative, you know what I'm saying? All this stuff, and that's, that's what he's there for. That's what he is. You know what I mean? 
So what did he say? What did he say that has everyone so up in arms? Let's talk about it. So he said, so the question from Chris uh, Chris Wallace was, Donald Trump, and see, Joe Biden didn't get, didn't get any of these types of questions. This is a question specifically for Trump, which is, which is interesting to me, but you know what I mean? Like, whatever. He says, are you willing to condemn these militia groups, these, uh, the militant people, the racism, the, he said the racist people who are standing by or excuse, that are standing around kind of waiting, you know, to see what this election does. Are you willing to tell them to stand down? That's what Chris asked Trump. Is he willing to do that? He said, "Yeah, I'll do it." He said, "Sure," but then he deflected to, you know, to the other, to the uh, the Antifa, you know, and the left wing people. And he's like, "No, no." He's like, "All right, well then do it." He said, "All right, if you're willing to do it, then do it." He said, "Okay, what would you like me to do? Give me a name. Who would you like me to say?" That's when Joe Biden interjected and said, "The, the what do you say? The the Proud Boys." Call it the Proud Boys, right? That's what he said. He said, okay, the Proud Boys, stand by and stand down. Now, we also have to look at, before we get into that, there was some other conversation prior to that about the voter fraud and election fraud and the rigging of these, these the mail-in ballots and things like that and, what, you know, and uh, Trump's uh, refusal to concede the election if, he, if it became known on election day that he lost. And he said, no, I'm, I refuse to do that because he, there's going to be a whole bunch of fraud. And so what he was doing, and I want to be very clear about this. I don't want to make any, I want to be very, very clear what that meant because this is what y'all tuned in for. This is what y'all want to hear. When he said stand back and stand by, that was a call to action to his base. That was a call to action towards racists. That was a call to action towards militants. That was a call to action towards anyone who is ready to tear shit up in the at really when he says so. That's what it was. It was nothing other than that. Let me ask you a question. Does anyone really think? Because like I said, we, we we make this stuff so difficult. You know what I'm saying? We we, we make this stuff so so difficult. And we don't have to. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to make it as difficult as it is. Donald Trump is a racist. Joe Biden is a racist. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are people that are racist. They're not here to make things all good for us. They're not here to um, be nice and be friendly and to, they're here to appeal to their base. Donald Trump's base is conservative. Donald Trump's base are the racists. That was a call to action to racists. Period. That's what it was. You know what I'm saying? Donald Trump is everything that you thought he was. He is. <laughs> Joe Biden is everything you don't think he is. We had a debate last night between two racists. That's what we had. Donald Trump is a pawn to push that racist agenda. Why would you? Let me ask you a question. If most, if he has people, first of all, if he's a racist and he has all these racist people basically waiting to vote for him and endorsing him, do you, and that's where a lot of his votes in these, these swing states are going to come from, do you really think that he's going to come out and say 
yes, I condemn racism. I mean, yeah, he just came out with the, uh, what you call it, the, um, you know, his, his uh, hold on, I don't want to misquote it. You know, whatever, what the Black Empowerment Plan. That's what it, the Black Empowerment Plan that he just where he designated the KKK as a terrorist organization and you know condemned you know Antifa and things like that. He just came out with that earlier in the week, but it's like at the end of the day, that was just for optics. You know, he's not going to make a whole big thing about you know about condemning racism. He's not going to any more so. Than, than Joe Biden, when Don, and I like the fact that Trump did this, he exposed Joe Biden. He's like, yo, you're not gonna, he's like, you're not gonna say you want law and order. He's like, because you, he's like, the police don't don't mess with you. Want you know, you're too liberal when it comes to these to the police. And 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 Biden didn't he didn't say anything about law and order and stopping you know these riots and this, different things like that. that. Because it didn't it wouldn't be smart for Joe Biden to do that any more than it would be uh, smart for Trump to do it. You're going to appeal to your base, period. You know, we had two. We have two races debating about certain things. That's it. This stuff isn't rocket science, guys. You know what I mean? They, we are approaching, be clear, we are approaching a race war. And, and what I mean by a race war, I don't mean it in a figurative sense. I mean it in a literal sense. Like an actual war. Like what am I what am I saying? I believe and this maybe if not now but in the future, but I believe it's sooner rather than later, probably right around this election. If Donald two things are gonna happen. If Donald Trump is elected, black folk are gonna be rioting and tearing shit up. That's what's gonna happen. Okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just, that's just what that's what happened a little bit last time, four years ago. They're gonna be riots. But it's just gonna be on you know, with Brianna Taylor and George Floyd and um, all that you know, that's going to be a. They're going to be riots. There's going to be you know rioting and protests and all types of things if Donald Trump is reelected. If Donald Trump is not reelected, we're going to see riots and protests, but from the other side. And so when Donald Trump says, "Hey, stand by and stand, stand, uh, stand back," he's basically saying, you know, in his own little way, "Hey." If I lose this election, it's only going to be because of the, the voter fraud, these fraudulent ballots, which many of them are. So, you know, I'm not going to concede, and that's your go-ahead to go ahead and, and tear shit up. That's what he said. You know what I mean? But that be clear. This is what they want. Who remembers? It popped up on my memories. Who remembers six or seven years ago when I put on Facebook? We have tragedy. Tragedy leads to protests. Protests leads to riots. Riots lead to chaos, and then it ultimately leads to martial law. That's the plan. Which I thought it was something different. You know what I mean? It's nothing different. That's what the plan is. The plan is for martial law. Like you have this whole pandemic thing. Yeah, we're in a pandemic. They're gonna, they're, the government they're going to shut stuff back down because we're coming up on flu season. They're already talking about how the cases are increasing. People want to not wear masks and, and, and you know, open everything back up. So the, the, the cases of the COVID are, are increasing, and they're going to continue to increase as we go into the winter months and then the, uh, you know, flu season, things like that. And, and then we're, they're going to end up shutting the government back down. And then by that time, it's going to be full, full-blown riots, and, and then they're going to institute martial law. 
you know, to stop the chaos. There's going to be absolute chaos. But, again, this is what they want. This is what the Bible talks about. You know what I mean? This is what, you know, I've been talking about for years, literally years. Like, if you guys have listened to me and followed me, this is nothing new. I've been saying this stuff for 15 years, and it's all coming true. One of the things you have to understand, guys, is just going back to my earlier point, you're never going to see two quote unquote good candidates on a on a large scale. There's always gonna be a Trump versus Clinton, you know, or a Trump versus Biden, or or someone like a George Bush versus Barack Obama or something along those lines. You know, there's not gonna be you know, Mitt Romney versus someone like a Marco Rubio or someone like a, a Kamala Harris. You know, Marco, Mark, I'm using him as an example. Marco Rubio is a, uh, you know, obviously a Republican, but he's also Hispanic, you know, so he's not a racist. So how can you put someone like Marco Rubio up against, you know, Kamala Harris, who's black? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you can't. And they have no desire to do that because you can't hate one or the other. You can't push the racism narrative. Don't you, re- don't you remember? There's always going to be a racist, whether it's Nixon, whether it's George Bush, whether it's Donald Trump. There's always going to be someone that we can point to as the bad, as the villain in this story that we're all watching so intently. That's the plan. And you guys, instead of understanding the plan that they have and understanding the agenda, you're feeding into it. You're talking more about Trump than you are against the, the the corrupt and fraudulent political system that we all grew up watching. You know what I mean? Kanye West told y'all back in the day, George Bush doesn't care about black people. But the problem which you're not getting is that same sentiment is true for every president. No president has an agenda of helping the black community. How much did Barack Obama do for the for the black community? How much did he do for the poor? Go drive through the hood before poverty. Drive through the hood. Uh, you know, excuse me. Excuse me. Drive through the hood and see them in poverty before Obama, and then drive through now. It looks exactly the same. So we just have to understand. Let me, let me move on because I want to get up out of here. I'm going to talk to y'all about all all day about this stuff. <laughs> Listen, and then real quick, another point about the whole martial law thing. Guys, got to understand. I'm from Philly. And when they had the the George Floyd stuff going on, there were there was there was tanks riding around the hood. There were armed you know people, armed soldiers, not police but soldiers, marching up and down the street, you know, you know, uh, patrolling all all night, all day, and all night. And anyone from Philly will tell you that like they were all over the city. And I can only imagine what they were like in other parts of the uh, of the country. But some of you have told me and showed. So I'm just telling you all, like, that's, imagine, if it was like that over George Floyd, what do you think it's going to be like in a few months, in a few years? You think Breonna Taylor is the last, you know, tragedy we're going to have? Oh, no, it's going to be more. You think George Floyd was the last black person to be, you know, choked out? Not at all. You know, not at all. Let me let me see, and and that's what that's what, what it's going to become, an every the new normal. This is the calm before the storm. 
But again, that's what they want. Y'all worried about that. Y'all need to be worried about when they make it mandatory to do to to get that uh that uh that uh what's the name the vaccine the vaccine. How many of y'all getting that vaccination? Y'all worried about some Trump's taxes? You need to be worried about that vaccine and what's in it. <laughs> you need to be worried about the mark of the beast that says that there will be a mark, whatever that mark looks like. But there will be a mark. There will be something that you will have to have or show to be able to do any type of business. Y'all better get into Revelations. Y'all on CNN's website. You need to get into Revelations. The time isn't coming. It's here. I wouldn't be surprised if the mark of the beast is the vaccination, but that's a whole different conversation, man. Oh, no, you have to. The virus is here. And so in order to to buy groceries, in order to, to log into your bank account, you have to show this little thing that says you've been vaccinated. And if not, you can't go anywhere. They're going to have a little barcode scanner when you go into the supermarket. Now you have to have a mask when you go into the supermarket. At some point, you're going to have to have a little whatever that they scan in, in, <laughs> in your freaking body that says you've been vaccinated. Yo, man, you think I'm lying? Who thinks I'm lying? And y'all worried, y'all worried about the wrong stuff because Trump is 80 years old. 78, 75, however the heck old he is, Trump will be dead in a few years. What y'all going to do then? Who are you going to hate then? What is it, somebody else? That you, you're missing the point. It ain't about Trump. It's about the system. There are people who literally hate Trump. I was like, yo, Trump wasn't around when we were kids. Who did you hate then? Who did your parents hate? There's always going to be someone to hate, guys. I hate to tell you that. It's always going to be something. I'm 40. I'll be here for many, many years after this. Trump will be long gone. And guess what? There'll be somebody else to hate. There'll be another racist. You think he's the problem? You think he's calling the shots? What shots? He's here for four years, maybe eight years. What shots is he calling? What shots is any president calling? Let me talk to you all one last thing. I'm going to get up out of here. There's a big debate going on right now about the Supreme Court um, nomination that, or the Supreme Court seat that was left vacant by Ruth Gator, uh, uh, Bader Ginsburg and, um, you know, whether or not an administration, a president, has the authority to nominate um, an, a replacement in an election year. Now, interestingly enough, the same – Debate happened, you know, when Obama was in office, and they blocked it. You know that the, the uh, Democrats didn't have the votes to push it through, but in this, the only difference is because Obama wanted to go ahead and push, push a nominee through. You know, Republicans refused to vote on it. The only reason is because they had the votes to do that. So now here we are in literally the exact same predicament. The only the only difference. Is now Donald Trump wants to nominate somebody, but the Republicans control the Senate, who is responsible for the confirmation. And everyone's saying, "Well, no, 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 you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. You should wait. The, the next president should 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 they should be the one. If it's you, then cool. If it's, if it's Joe Biden, then he should be the one. But then, if that's the case, why did everybody want Barack Obama?" to push through the nomination when it was his turn to do it. 
I'm not understanding. The Democrats in that instance were saying that it shouldn't, you know what I'm saying, they should do it. So if the Democrats were saying that Obama should do it, shouldn't the Democrats now be saying that Trump should do it? I'm just, I'm just asking. Isn't what's good for the goose good for the gander? Why should Trump not be able to do something that everybody wanted Obama to do? Now, from my perspective, um, or from my, I don't know anything about her, but from my understanding, what I've read so far, Amy Coney Barrett um, is a conservative. She's a Republican. She was nominated to uh, as a federal judge by Trump a few years ago, I believe, and uh, she, she's supposedly very good. She's supposedly very fair. She has a very good record, and she should be concerned, uh, confirmed by the Senate with no problem. Let me ask you a question. Why, why is everyone opposed to this? I shouldn't say everyone. Why, are, why if you are not, if you are a liberal or you're a Democrat, why are you opposed to this? If she's fair, if she's honest, if she has a good record, why, why would that be a problem? <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Here's how, how, how I feel about it, and I'll just say this. And maybe I'm different in this way. I support and I vote for things that I'm passionate about. You know what I mean? If I'm not if I'm not okay with something, then spiritually in my in my my heart, my spirit, then I can't support it. Personally, abortion is one of those topics for me that I'm just I don't I don't uh I don't support that. I'm absolutely pro life. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I feel like and you can you feel how you feel, but how I feel is if you are pro-life, you shouldn't be supporting someone that is pro-choice. That's just me, though. You know what I'm saying? I, I couldn't see myself supporting someone who is an advocate of in my, the, the number one cause of death in the black community, which is abortion. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, no, I, would, I can't support that. But, it, you know, and so that's how I feel about it. So... When we talk about the Supreme Court nomination process, you're damn right I'm going to support her. You're damn right I want her to I want her to be there in, in, on the Supreme Court. But that's again that's that's because that's what I'm passionate about. You see, you can't you can't look at someone and say, hey, you're passionate about this, but I feel like you should support that, or I feel like you should vote this way. No, you vote how you feel. You vote based on what you're passionate about. We have to get out of this bully mentality that says, I have to think like you and you have to think like me. And if you don't, then we can't be friends. We can't be, you know, whatever, because we have different views. That's not how it should be. It get, I have a newsflash. Stop, stop everything. Pause everything. It's okay to be friends with somebody but still have differing political views. You guys do realize that, right? I'm just wondering if people understand it. Because back in the day, I remember back in the day. Let me tell you a quick story. I was I was I wasn't even friends with this guy, but I was at a cookout, and it was two friends having a debate, and they were having. And this is when George Bush was uh, was was president, running for reelection. And they asked him. He was like, he's like, yeah, I'm voting for George Bush. He's like, he's like, um, why are you voting for George Bush? He was like, because he was in the military. He was like, yo, in the military. You know, we don't see politics. We just we follow orders. That's what we do in the military. He was like, and I he said, I've been in Afghanistan, I've been in Iraq. 
And he's like, so I, we, as a military person, this is not the best time to have a change in leadership. He's like, that could mean lives lost. He's like a changing, and he's an overall change in military strategy at this time, knowing what we go through over here right now, shooting people, killing people, and seeing people shot and killed. He's like, this is not the time to, to change. He's like, so I may not agree with everything that George Bush does. He's like, some stuff I do, some stuff I don't. He's like, but I'm going to vote for him because this is not the time for change in leadership. And that's why he chose to vote for George Bush. And these guys have – I was really just listening. The two guys were were on opposite ends, but guess what? They were still friends. You know what I mean? I'm about to see one of my good friends in a little bit. And we debated. We we could not be more opposite politically, socially, but we've been friends for you know, over 20 years. And so I'm just and I'm just saying this to say that there's too much fighting out here on social media. There's too much fighting within families. There's too much fa- uh, fighting amongst friends. And we have to get out of this bullying mentality. We have to get out of this cancel culture that if somebody says or does something or has a different belief or perspective than you on a particular issue, that you have to unfriend that person, you have to be mad at that person, you have to insult that person, call it names. And all. We don't have to do all that. It's okay to debate respectfully. It's okay to debate. And guess what? It's just a debate and leave it at that. So I wonder, like I said, man, I'll be here. Um, I will be here throughout this political process. Like I said, the last two shows were very, very much so relationship uh, dating uh, minded and based, and hopefully you guys got a chance to hear those shows. If not, check them out at uh, dateontobershow.com. Um, but you know, I definitely see myself, you know, being more locked in and, and coming back live with more of these types of topics, especially as we uh, get closer to election day. Over the course of the years, you've always seen I've done inaugural specials, the post debate specials. You know what I mean? Like all these shows are archived, so you can go back and listen if you if you choose to. But uh, I want to thank y'all for listening in. Um, follow me at Dayton Tolbert. Add yourselves to the friends of the Dayton Tolbert Show group only, only if you are able to debate respectfully. Because we have a lot of debates, but if you're able to debate respectfully, if you're able to, you know, hear other people's perspectives, cool. If not. Don't add yourself, but if you are, cool, add yourself. And um, I appreciate you guys for listening, man. Yo, real quick, real quick, real quick. Yo, if do this. One, share this link, okay? Share this link. There's a lot of people that probably need to hear this information. But two, do yourself, do me a favor, not yourself, but do me a favor. After you have heard this show, and shout out to you guys for listening to the whole thing, go on YouTube and watch the debate again. And ask yourself, wow, I see what he was saying with some of that stuff. I, I kind of see some of the bias. I kind of see, you know, I mean, just, just you know, if you, if you did, cool. If you do not, I mean, that's cool, too. But, you know, check it out, man. But, look, I thank you all, y'all for listening, and I will see you all next time.
date I'm told I'll come and rock your world. Mm. The date I'll be your motivation. Tell the date I'm told. 